Mic check. Y'all ready to have a party out there? I can't hear y'all. Is Brooklyn ready to have a party out there? Brooklyn's out there. Best eye was best eye. Yo, we make parties escalate into Johnny Brooks. The bouncers didn't technically correct me. There go your Timberlands turned into running shoes. Of course, that's it, your knees don't turn noodles. Come on, you know me. Niggas want the chicks giving when they do on the MOP. Any up when this Manny rough. Shorty all moist, I think her panties stuck. Peel it more, bring your mouth, make a fish fry. Let's dance, no? Then you wearing this drink tonight. It's just one of them nights. Come on, son. One too many fights. Come on, son. You can't take the Brooklyn dudes no place. Got time, grimy broads with me. I speak the act, drill sergeant. Pick a target. Why she freaking them the other one? Dig em, throw punk, I pickpocket it It's a Brooklyn party We don't need anybody witnessing a robbery Mind your business, man, find your bitches Before we take a witness, they tell us the truth about y'all niggas Everybody grab somebody We don't need anybody witnessing a robbery Mind your business, man, find your bitches Before we take a witness, they tell us the truth about y'all niggas Welcome to episode 50 of We Going and Presents. 50 is a big number, so I had to be joined by my big brother, Poison Pen, for this one. In this interview, we talk about how he just got off tour with Immortal Technique and what that was like. We talk about Team Hami and where Pen's new music is at. I mean, if I had some new music, I would have played it as the intro to this episode, but I don't, so Brooklyn Party Part 2 had to suffice. And shout-outs to DJ Static on that one. We talk about working with Sky Zoo. Pen's impact on battle rap, the forthcoming Poison Pen book that we've been working on, and a whole lot more. After the interview, feel free, or you know, even during the interview, feel free to harass Poison Pen on social media for that new music and for the Poison Pen book, and hit up the links on wegoingin.com. You did just get off tour, you know, going with tech all over the U.S. That just wrapped up. You got to international tour next but you got a little downtime um especially with the holidays coming up so how was the tour like what was that like this time around we just finished the i'm, I'm eating i'm eating by the way what are you eating um, oh wow thank you very much you're awesome um king's pizza from harlem is on pizzeria on 145th it's like in the hood, one of the dope spots on the west side of Harlem. Got this dope pasta right here. Typical shit, pasta, wings, pizza. So, so are you in Harlem, or did you go to Harlem specifically for that, and then bring it all the way back to Brooklyn? No, I'm laid up with the lady, man. Ah, so, so that's that's how you know you care about this podcast, this interview, the fact that you're taking time out of your Sunday night to do this. So, I appreciate you for that. Yes. But you my man, though. I got you. I mean, since what? 2002? 2003? I've been to that's the we, we met the first... I mean, I had talked to you before that, I think. Like, at least through email, maybe. But mm-hmm. Rocksteady, the one where tech got shut down when um, Revolutionary Volume 2, because um, I know all you guys were selling... Um, the album and tech tech had uh 
had slid me a song for the hip hop game mixtape that I was selling that day at Rocksteady. Um, I think it was internally bleeding off off volume two, but then okay. after he got shut down, like people were just swarming tech too. Like so, I think I bought the I I bought the album I think off of Kier, but then me and you talked for a while and you you slid me forward volume two, and then I was like, why didn't you give me forward volume one? <laughs> <laughs> and I know why you didn't give me forward volume one. <laughs> False advertisement. <laughs> I got to say, that's one of my favorite moves of all time is like, it's just forward volume one doesn't exist. Like I just wanted people to think I was, I was putting work in. Yeah. I mean, I was, but I was just recording wise. I didn't have that much at the time. So I just started over volume two. So people thought they was, they was late to the party. Give more to give more to think about. Because I was a marketing genius. <laughs> Do you know how long I went on like Soul Seek and Napster, um, you know, looking for forward? Like, because I didn't know if it was forward volume one or just forward. Like, but all I could get was forward volume two. So I was like, where is this, you know, volume one? It's got to be like a collector's item at this point. Yeah, you asked me. And I told you, right? Yeah, we, we did it for the book when we were working on the book. Yeah. That's when I found out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I tell people, I don't care. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but I definitely, I definitely did that. <coughs> that people think that I already have something out. <laughs> no, I, th- I, I think, I think it's awesome. I, I respect the move. So instead of instead of being the first pump face in hip hop history, episode fifty of we going in prison. I'm thinking this maybe should be like episode like five thousand and fifty. <laughs> episode. Man, it's episode one million. How about it's one million, bro? <laughs> Let's do this. Most podcast in history. We just go right to the... <laughs> hey, you guys have but been see, sleeping. The funny, thing, the funny thing about it is, you know, you know, back in that era, in the early 2000s, you could, you could, front, you could front like that because there was so much research people were going to do. Right. Because everything wasn't committed to the web at that time. You know what I mean? There's no Wikipedia so, pages. There's a lot less you could really research. Right. Everything wasn't as instantaneous as it is today. You know what I mean? You can still front. I'm not fronting hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I remember from that time is how hard it was getting, like, you know, doing research on artists because, you know, if it wasn't like a well known artist with, like, that had been interviewed on sites like Hip Hop Site or All Hip Hop it was really hard to figure out like who is this artist? Like, what have they done? Like, what's their story? And, you know, come up with like creative questions where now, like you can just go to YouTube and find like 50 interviews of every artist and right. Wikipedia, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Twitter, and, Instagram. And, like, and just go to the IG and just see how they talk about. Yeah. I mean, when I interviewed NEMS, I probably got like three or four really good questions just off of scanning through his Instagram page. Well, Joe, you got any of those for me? You know, we you know we talked about um, we talked about you came up in the Nems interview, of course. Mm-hmm. And you know, also the Swave Sever interview. We talked to talked to Swave, and mostly just disappointed that my Team Homie application has not been processed. <laughs> it keeps getting lost in the mail. So, so did Nems tell you that I was responsible for his life? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 you know, my brother, man. I love, I love that bro. 
He said he said yeah, he, I'll, he, I'll, he said I'll you're the big one. brother. Yeah, man. I'm the first one. I saw that that people know. I mean, I saw him and I was like, yo, so you're dope, bro. You know what I'm saying? Put him in the loop, bro. That's how I found out about him. I think it was when President's Day was dropping, like back in 08, 09. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you got to check this dude out. And um, someone from, I think, Creative Juices sent me his project. And it was like, dude, your boy Nems is incredible. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was. I'm glad people see it now. I mean, when when I look back at the artists you've sent over, um, that you connected me with guys like Amplifier, like you didn't really have any misses. Like, I, there's nobody you sent me where it's like, oh man, I got to support this guy just because I'm friends with Penn. Like, or how do I tell Penn his guy sucks? Um, I never really had that problem. I've got a different ear, man. Like, I really wish I was like people just send me A and R projects. You know what I'm saying? Because I really, I really listen and I know what I. I know what works. It's funny. I know what works better for other people. Than I know what works for myself. That's a funny thing. But yeah, I have. A, I know what I like. You know, I'm mean, not saying what I like is the end all be all, but I know. I, I have a. I have a distinct. I have a. I have a selective palette. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I've always sent you. I ain't never sent you nobody that I ain't that I ain't think that I ain't believe in. You know what I'm saying? That I ain't think was fire. I'm not gonna stand by, you know what I mean? Really? That's from that's from tech to die about it. You know, I'm talking about from back then to now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, me to anybody. Foul, foul play. Whoever. Exactly. Yeah, man. No, it's it's a good track record, but going back to this tour of tech, man, how how was it this time around? It was cool, man. Um, this is the this is the um, first um the first U.S. tour. Well, the first the first time we toured the entire U.S. in about three years. So been a little bit. Um, it was dope because it was one of the first times we performed new material for for um check. I always do new material. I don't do the same set all the time, like. I personally get bored doing the same set. I always switch at least one or two songs like every night. But tech has tended to stick to it like a, a very um, similar set like the past few years. So it was cool to actually let the fans hear some new stuff. I never know what he was dealing with as far as his album. You know what I mean? So that was dope. We had a little fun. You know what I mean? So what was the reaction to the new stuff? How'd the fans like the new tech music. Uh, the fans, they were, they were, they were enjoying it, man. You know, um, you get about five, six new songs, whatever have you. I mean, the, the consensus to me though, I think the song that's getting the most traction from just, uh, being out and about is that, uh, Trap House song. You know what I mean? So, check out a song called Trap House with, uh, Killer Mike and David Banner. And yeah, we just like that's that that show that 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 song pretty much every time we every time we jumped on into that song, the crowd went nuts every city. 
that was the one that I was like, all right, this one ain't missing. Not saying that anything else was missing, but that was a sure shot one, you know what I'm saying? That was the one no matter where we went. That was gonna be surefire. So, you know, hopefully that's the first single. Did you find that the demographics of the crowd had changed at all since the last time you'd been out three years ago? Well, it always depends on the demographic changes all the time, especially depending on who you're touring with. Like if, 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 if we're touring with Brother Ali is a certain demographic that, that you see more. If we we're touring with um, Talib Kweli, you know, that's that's the most black people I've seen at the show. You know what I'm saying? You know, the demographic skews a little different. You know what I mean? So if, the demographic changes every time, you know what I'm saying? But as far as them, the diehards, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I've had people, you know, see me. We're personable as far as when we perform. You know what I mean? We do meet and greet at every show. You know what I mean? Like me, I'll be the first one, then the last one to leave. I'll take a picture with everybody, you know what I'm saying? So we real personable. So there's people, you know what I mean, that I've seen that's been coming out to check me out for like nine, ten years. I don't, you know what I mean? And so the, we be having like friends now. Like if I see them before the show, we gonna go grab a drink or, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a, like, I'm gonna I'm a ask you about your family and stuff because like dudes are literally been following us or myself particularly for that long, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's it's, it's interesting, you know what I mean? It's, it's it's interesting man to have people that follow you for that long and just support. You know what I'm saying? I think I think I probably just went from a tangent, but whatever. No, but that's cool. I mean, do you feel like with as much touring as you do, I mean, is it still like a special time each time or do you feel like you ever just kind of go through the motions and like, you know, I'm exhausted. We got to do this show, get back in the van or the bus or whatever it is. And like, go to this next town. Do you ever feel like you just, you know, how do you keep it special and, and, and oh. e- appreciate each experience versus being like, this is another show. Just got to get on stage. Got to go through the motions. Got to do this, and then get in the in the bus or the van, and we're going to the next town. The, the bus. Get it correct. The bus. Sometimes it's a um, van, though. Sometimes it's a van. I think it, I think it was a van, like five or six years ago. No, it was like ten years ago when you came through. Yeah, that, oh, that was ten years ago. That was ten years mm-hmm. ago. You had the van. You had everybody things was in that done, van. This is a lot of things. Don't change, my brother. Things don't change. Congrats. I'm, I'm happy for that. <laughs> I think it was like this big white van with no windows from what I remember. <laughs> that sounded real creepy. Yeah, but, um, it's like, like, no, I do not want to see the van. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, like, let it perform, bro. Like, every 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 show, every show is, is special because, like I said, like, we're personable. Like we, we interact with people. So each show is a each show is a different adventure. I mean I'm not saying that I may may not be a hundred a thousand percent psyched 
she do every show. That's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, there were a few shows on this on this particular run where I had like zero motivation. To, like besides just the fans, which is what it's about anyway. But yeah, this time we pulled up, and I'm just like, you know, you know, zero motivation. Like, you know, most of our shows are packed, but you know, there's there's yet a handful of, a handful of shows that weren't too great. You know what I'm saying? So you go out there like, oh my god, like. There's only 400 people there, bro. That's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know what? But they paid to see you still. So are you going to take out the fact that there's not as many people if you went there? So you're going to take it out on the people that actually paid to, to, to do the show, to pay to go to the show? So you're going to take it out on the people that actually put money in your pocket. That's 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 not the way to look at it. You know what I'm saying? So you still got to, as soon as that I mean, I could feel like crap. I could be sick. I could, I could be under the weather. I could be, you know, in the midst of an argument or a real life discussion or something that I got to handle at home. But, yeah, when that beat drop, it's time to, it's time to work. You feel me? Like, all that, all that, all that. Got to chill for a minute. I got I to gotta go out there and hurt something. You feel me? So, not, nothing... You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I smoke or whatever. You know, I mean, back in, that's a different, that's a, that's, that's, that's a, that's something that's different too because I didn't smoke before. I was about to say yeah, inner, I, inner city hoodlum. I don't right, smoke right. weed. Facts. That's, well, that's my pen voice. <laughs> man, it's only so much stuff in your foot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things change. Things change. Things change. I definitely do that as much as possible. But, um, <laughs> the pen voice yeah. or smoking weed? Well, both because I just have the pen voice in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know. So I mean, I, that, but regardless of the fact, like nothing gives me the feeling of you know stepping on stage and and owning that shit. You know what I'm saying? And just doing what you was born to do in that and and. and adoration from the crowd and people that just really listen to what you were saying. You know what I mean? People that have been following your work. Like, nothing nothing beats that. So, each show is, each show is unique, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times when you think nobody cares, there'll be that one, like, that one fan that's going to tell you some obscure story. You know what I mean? That really just, that just really just like, wow, somebody's paying attention. You feel me? I was in um last year when I was in um London. Did I tell you that story when I was in London? I don't think so. All right, last last year we were in London. You know, we had a bunch of shows out in England and everything. Shout out to my man Tony Spreadlove. He was out there and um <clears throat> and you know we were at the O2. We were, we were at the O2 Islington. Or whatever. We had we had two nights in the same venue, I believe. But let me serve me correct. Yeah, we did two nights in the same venue out in London. So um anyway, like it's funny because as much as I've done in this hip hop world or whatever, I I still consider myself a regular dude. Like I'm not like rich and famous. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I you know, I, I, I take care of my bills and stuff, but you know what I mean? But I guess, in, you know, but people, because they see you, they put you in a certain light because you're entertainment. I, don't, I have to realize that some people, just some people, you know, seeing me is a big thing, which is funny because I'm like, it ain't even that serious. You know what I'm saying? But you never realize who's paying attention. That's the point of getting that. But um, anyway, so we're checking the spot and, you know, um, and there's a dude taking pictures. They're like, yo, this is my man. He's taking some, he's taking photos today. So I'm like, all right, cool. No doubt. You know, regular. Shake his hand. You know, I'm a humble dude. What's up, man? Da, da, da. Anyway. But the funny thing is, like, as the as the day as um the event progresses, I see that this dude every time he's around me, he's acting a little weird. You know what I'm saying? Not like disrespectful or creepy, but just like you can tell that something something's a little off. You know what I'm saying? But like like every time he's around me, you feel me? He's just he was just you know acting a little like. A little odd, like, and so after like the, the third or fourth time, he passes me. He's taking he's taking pictures. Like like I said, he's not doing nothing that make me that made me like uh like want to like you know that they, that it was nothing that threatened me or made me feel some kind of way. But I I just picked up that he was acting different around me. That's all. And so. <laughs> Later on, my boy goes up to me, and he and he goes up to me while he's while he's with him. He's like, "Yo," he's like, "Yo, man, you make you're making his fucking day. You're making his fucking day." And I'm like, "Yo, what are you talking about?" He's like, "Yo, the photographer, you're making his fucking day." And so I'm like, "Yo, what are you talking about?" Like I'm, I'm and the dude just looks at me like the like this is the first sentence he says to me besides his regular. What's up, da, 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 da. He looks at me, he goes, Bruv, what the fuck were you thinking when you wrote Cash or Pain? <laughs> and I'm like, what? He was like, when you wrote Cash or Pain, what the fuck were you thinking? I listen to that song every day. And I was like, oh, like, but it was weird because, dude, first of all, that song is like 12 fucking years old. Like, I'm in the middle of London somewhere, like, I didn't even know you motherfuckers heard this record. You know what I'm saying? But but he was just so tripped out that the dude that wrote this song was in his presence. And he was just like, but he was just so nervous. But I was just like, wow. So I'm like, yo, bro. I said, I said, you don't even understand, man. Like, that means so much to me. Like, like if you, if you give me time after the show, like, I'll tell you the whole story behind the record. Like, I'll tell you the whole thought process and everything. And I sat down with him, and I told him everything. I told him how I wrote the record. I told him, I, I told him I'm, the, 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 he was asking about the girl that was on the record. I'm like, bro, everything on that record was for my old day job. Like, I used to work at Sprint. I'm like, the dude that did the beat worked at Sprint. The chick boss lady, I named her boss lady on the track because... She was literally my boss at Sprint. Like, like I wrote that record one day. We was hanging out, chilling. You feel me? I was, but you know, she was my boss, but we were cool. And she used to always be like, "I'm gonna do a song with you one day. I'm gonna do a song with you one day." And we was, we was drinking, 
And I had the little setup. I had the little setup in the apartment. I had the little studio in the apartment. I'm like, yo, you really going to do a song with me? She's like, I'm going to do a song with you right now. So I had the beat, and I just wrote around. And then I just, and we, we literally, we did that song drunk in my living room. You know what I'm saying? Like, boom. You know what I'm saying? But but the stuff that I was saying in the record was so vivid that this dude just tripped out when he met me. You know what I'm saying? And that, that means a lot to me because that means somebody's actually listening. You feel me? Sometimes you don't think people are actually listening to it, you know, especially when you're an independent artist. You know, you don't, we don't have, we don't have major radio behind us. If you look at certain things like, uh, like, all, like all the DJ academics and all that stuff, you would think that we don't even exist. But the funny thing is we still, we selling our tours though. But but if you look at those pages, you don't think that that people such as myself even exist in hip hop, which is odd. But you know, that's no hate, it's just an observation. You know what I'm saying? So when people actually come to you and like, yo, I listen to your music, yo, this this raised me, yo, I love like that's pretty dope, huh? That's pretty dope. Cause a lot of times we don't think nobody listening. You know what I'm saying? And the only way we could find out because I don't know what the, I don't know how the algorithms work on, on, on social media because I know people like that have done a lot less and a lot, a lot less popular in real life. But you go on their social media and they got tens of tens, ten, twenty thousand more followers than motherfuckers. Every fucking video they post got thousands of views. I'm like, this is crazy because, bro, like I went to your show, you had thirty niggas there. You feel me? You come to my show, we packing it out most of the time. But you look at my social media, like, I don't know how these, how, how these algorithms work. Because them shits do not reflect real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can name <laughs> so many people. You know what I mean? So many, but, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at everybody who's like, you know, feeling, you know, they love your music. They, they, they've been, you know, following your career for a long time. How do you think a lot of your fans originally discovered your music and, and, and got up on, you know, the poison pen experience or mortal technique? Like, how do you think, you know, your diehards first discovered you? Oh, and, and, oh, and the other day, and the other day someone said they, 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 um, they've been a fan of my sister, sister hip hop game, German. So thanks, yes. I appreciate you. Man, that, somebody told me that. that somebody told me that like, three, like three days ago, somebody told me that. I, I missed that. We are bringing it back still, right? Like that's still on the table. I mean, when it's time, I definitely want to do it, man. <laughs> but um, now you're saying now, the way that most people learn about me is what yeah, you're saying? Like, like when you look at like how you guys still do like sell out shows and, 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 and do, do your numbers on the road. How do you think people found out about, about your music and, you know, have, you know, first discovered like, you know, I'm a poison pen fan. I'm an immortal technique fan. You know, how do you think that first happened? It's funny. Um, like, like I got a lot of, I got a lot of fans who don't even realize I make music, which is crazy. But at the same time, I haven't dropped, I haven't really dropped a full project in years. So it is what it is. That question's but, coming uh, next. Yeah, that's just crazy to me. But um, as far as as far as the music, I mean, dude, we t- you know we took that we took that old we took that approach from from our era, bro. Like, 
we people know us because we we never stop. We were in everybody's face all the time. We 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 wouldn't give you a chance to not fuck with us. You understand what I'm saying? Like we were out everywhere in people's faces. You know, displaying our talent. If you ain't want to fuck with us, I right, we booking our own shows. You know what I mean? You you want you want to take forever to put this record out? We are gonna put our own record out. We are gonna be at every event. That's that's how that's how you met me. I was out in the street hustling. You know what I'm saying? Like. He was at every event. Like I wasn't, I wasn't the dude selling the CD in Times Square and shit like that. I, I would sell my shit at, at at hip hop events. You know what I'm saying? Like at shows and shit like that. Like we was out there, bro. We was in the street, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? We didn't, we didn't give people a chance to like. We would be like we wouldn't sleep. Like we would literally, I would literally leave my apartment on Friday and not walk back into my crib until like. Sunday night, literally just out all, all weekend, just spot to spot to spot to spot to spot. I'll take a nap here, spot to spot to spot. Get up with a shorty here, spot to spot to spot. Like, you know, relax in, in, in little spurts and just keep going. Like, you had to live that lifestyle 24-7. You know what I'm saying? And we was always out. And we didn't, you know, we just had to stay relentless, bro. And and then, you know, by that time, it got us, it got us recognized. You know what I'm saying? You know, I was book, I was booking my own events and performing at other other people's events. We literally took, we literally took our fate into our own hands. So people know us because we just never fucking stopped. And then once. You know, certain records dropped. You know what I mean? You know, I had the Land Speed records. You know, I got a lot of traction off of... It's funny you talking about those old folded mixtapes. And, you know, I put out... Like, I was putting this shit out myself, man. Like, I, I, I put out the forward mixtape myself. I was selling thousands of CDs myself. You know what I'm saying? With the help of a few friends, but still myself. No label behind it, nothing. I never looked for a deal. People always came to always came to me because I was always out there working. I never asked nobody for shit. I put out the Stronghold mixtape myself, Volume Two, and it was actually a Volume One. It was a Volume One of that one, though. But I, but I put out Stronghold mixtape Volume Two by myself because I was tired of people asking. We we was already shaky by the second one. Niggas was already on these solo like I. I mean we you know. But I put I put strong mixtape volume two together, you know what I mean. So I was I was putting music together myself since day one. I never ever looked for a deal, a handout, no nothing. I, I've had deals, but that's because people that I, everyone that I signed with respected my work that I was already doing. So they came to me and we made things happen. It was never from me shopping blindly to some people. You know what I'm saying? It was done for me. You know what I mean? Sending music in or fucking acting, fucking A&Rs or whoever, whatever tastemakers on, on IG or, you know what I mean? We just, we went out and did it though. You know, we hit the street for real. You know what I mean? That's how motherfuckers know. Word get out. Niggas putting in work. Word get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a time, nothing nothing happened in New York without, without us. You feel me? So, you know what I mean? Whether I was whether he was booking the whether he was booking the events or performing at the events, like there was, you know, there was a time that nothing couldn't go without us. Whether whether it was open mics, 
on some regular shit, whether it was battles, which which was I which I controlled for years, or whether it was just regular shows. Like there was a time when nothing went on in New York without us, bro. That's why motherfuckers know. People don't forget shit like that. You know what I mean? Well, and, and if you look at your career just musically, not talking anything personally, I mean, ups mm-hmm. and, you've had your ups and downs musically in terms of deals and good deals, not so good deals, good people, yeah. not so good people. But like, uh-huh. you you know, you look at the battle scene and um, good and bad things that happen there. Like, you look at the ups and downs and through all of it, I mean, you stayed in it. Like, you never left. Like, there's some people that, you know, just quit or like, you know, I can't take this anymore. I'm getting a nine to five or they, they leave New York and you know, they're still, you know, doing music, but not, it's it's more of a hobby than a passion. I mean, you never quit. You never just gave up, you know, and, and and took yourself out of the scene, even when I'm sure there were times you probably wanted to. So when you look at that, if you had done that, I mean, do you feel like all that hard work that you had done would have just been in vain because I mean, (laughs) It's like it seems like you're still reaping the benefits of moves you made like late '90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I mean, my thing is this: this is what I know, man. This is what I know. You feel me? Like, there's been there's been quite a few times, like even to this day, like there was never a time where I wrote rhymes every day, all day. You know what I mean? I mean, there's there's times where I'm more active or more creative than others, but yo, I've gone a year without writing. I've gone six, seven months without writing. Like, you know what I mean? And then I'll fucking write like an album in two days. And then I won't write nothing again for another two months. And then somebody will call me for a feature and I write a verse. Like, you know what I mean? Especially now, um, you know, I'm, I'm an adult, but I don't have time to be sitting there. Or even though, even though this is this is my bread and butter, like I, I, you know, I'm got family shit to take care of and just regular life to take care of. I'm not sitting there all day trying to think of, to think of the dopest bars and shit. Like I got life to handle, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I never, even at times that I wasn't writing, I always made sure to stay in the forefront because me personally, I'm more than just a freaking um. I'm, I'm more than just a, a, a rapper, obviously. You know what I mean? I'm a personality. I'm, I, you know, I'm one of I'm one of the sharpest minds, creative creative minds behind the battle rap shit. You know what I mean? A more, you know, we've been doing this a more technique thing for twenty fucking years. So obviously, I'm more I'm more than just a dude that was just running around rapping. So even when I wasn't technically writing, I was still booking the biggest battles. Hip hop, you know what I'm saying? With 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 with, with, uh, with grind time and then with and with fucking smacking URL, you know what I mean? I'm hosting some of the biggest events in history. So the so you know the thing is like even though motherfuckers ain't hear me rhyming, like I was st- my, I was still more popular without a record. So it it wasn't so I really didn't have any super incentive to keep writing as much as I was writing before because I was already I'm not gonna say I was good, but you know, my, 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 um, it changed my direction. You feel me? So I didn't really have the urge to write every day, all day, even though I was in the midst of it. So even when I, even when I was on my hiatus, it never appeared publicly that I was on a hiatus. 
You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm still doing shows off my old music. I'm still on tour with the Motor Technique. You know what I'm saying? I'm still on tour with <clears throat> with, with Brother Ali. You know what I'm saying? I'm Cypress Hill. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm still doing shows with, with these motherfuckers, so it didn't seem like a motherfucker wasn't, didn't have any music because I was still acting. You know what I mean? But that's that's the thing. You have to you have to keep multiple pots bubbling. You feel me? Like to me, it's more than just me rapping. You know what I mean? I I still I still consult. I'm so, I still consult heavily in the battle rap genre in the, in the battle rap world. I still man I still manage my team, Honey Dudes. I still book sway seven battles. You know what I mean? So I didn't have to I didn't have to rap all day to stay relevant. You know what I mean? But I do rhyme because. Well, it's my first love as far as this hip hop stuff anyway. And it's fun, like and I'm fucking good. Like, that's why I do it. You know what I mean? And and I and, and I like I like saying shit to give people that feel, you know what I'm saying? I like being creative with my pen, so you know, I do it for those reasons. You know what I'm saying? But so, I definitely no, I got it, bro. No, so it's like it's it's been you know over a decade now since the money shot came out, and yeah. you know, it's it's like like I appreciate that you've still been on the scene and you you know how busy you are, but I guess my question is why not release more music? Why not put stuff out like even if it's a mixtape or an EP? Like why not right. why not release more music over the years? Well, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't tripping because I was still. I was still very active on the scene. I was still shining bright. I was still getting my books, getting my shows. To be honest, I just wasn't pressed. You know what I mean? I, I just wasn't pressed. And I was just like, I, and I was always on some, I'll get to it when I, I'll get to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we, when you fucking, think about it, like I'm touring the fucking world all the time. You see me? So it's not like, so think about what I'm saying. It's not like I was sitting at home the whole entire time. Like, we've had ups and downs, like losing brothers and shit, but for, as far as musically, like, I, we, it's not like I was sitting at home waiting for something to happen. We was always active. You feel me? So it, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? But now, I, I, I see, I see, I see how, how, how things are trending. And when I'm out here, I see that people are listening to more to what the fuck it is, like to what I, you know, to my brand of shit right now. So, so I feel I feel comfortable now. Yeah, I mean, I, not like I never felt uncomfortable, but you know, things change, things evolve. Like the whole way people even approach song structure, and the way people even the way people rhyme, everything like drastically change. So you know, you sit back looking at that too to see like, okay, does what I do suffice? Do I, I don't I don't want to sound because I I don't ever want to sound like I'm stuck in the time capsule or some shit like that. Like you know, I love the era. I love the era I come from, but it ain't oh five right now, bro. It ain't ninety five. It ain't oh five. Like as much inspiration as much as I love, as much as I come from that era, whatever happened as far as you know my influences and and, and, and even when I was dropping music, it's like it's a whole new time period, bro. You know what I mean? It's a whole different time period. So I can't come out sounding like how I sounded. You know what I'm saying? If, Best our best behind shit, even though I love that song. But nigga, that's just twelve years ago. 
You feel me? Like niggas don't rap like niggas ain't you know what I'm saying? People change people change vocal inflections, people change their cadences, everything. So you gotta you know, you gotta see what works as well, you feel me? Things evolve, you gotta evolve with the time. But I really, I, I feel I feel that people are people are listening now. People are, you know, a lot of what people are being fed now. Um, uh, people are searching for an alternative. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, we here. Well, also, also too. I mean, I think a, I think a big trend that's developed over the past few years is like like you said, song structure. Like songs have gotten a lot shorter and like two verse songs or 12 bar verses is a lot more acceptable yep. now than it would have been more, like if, if that would have happened, you know, over 10 years ago, you'd be hearing a lot of complaints about the songs are too short. There's no third verse, you know, what happened to 16 bar verses mm-hmm. but at the same time on top of the structure, you look at the release schedule and you've got, you know, a, an MC and a producer will bang out like five songs quickly, just throw it out there, no promo, no video, no single release, no publicist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe not even do interviews on it, just like put it on Spotify and the other streaming outlets and it's it's just out there or SoundCloud. And like I, I feel like it's just a lot more of an era where it's more free to just, you know, throw out what you got, put it out there, don't hang on to nothing and see what happens. I mean, do you think you'll put more music out looking at you know the way the landscape is now I, I should I, I, I still have to come to grips with that though you know what I mean and the funny thing is ironically you know the first person to tell me that and this is way before anyone's been on like that you know you know who always balked at me for not putting out he's like yo my nigga you so dope why don't you put more stuff out I'm like eh I'll get to it eh when I'm ready, eh. you know, and I was over because I was really pressed. Thur- Thurston Howe, that's my big bro. I've known Thurston Howe most of my life. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, that's that's the Brownsville general. You know what I'm saying? Salute that man. <coughs> my man, well, that's my man. We call him Big Vic. That's Vic Lowe. You know what I mean? And he would always ask me, like, yo, son, you, you hold on to shit too much. He was like, yo, he was like, I put everything out. That's what he told me. He said, I put everything out. I don't give a fuck. I put everything. What you holding on to that shit for? You know how much money you can be making? You know what I'm saying? It's funny because if you want to look at the traditional sense, like sound scans and stuff like that, you probably won't even be able to find, you know, uh, uh, numbers on my bro Thurston Howard. But just know my man been getting it independently in the street for more than 20 years. You know what I'm saying? So he, he told me from jump, stop holding on, just put it out, just put it out. So it's funny, you're literally telling me this, and that's exactly what people are doing now. He told me this shit 10 years ago. Like, and, <laughs> and, and I've, I've heard the stuff you got in the stash too. I mean, it's it's stuff that should be, should be out there. I'd be second guessing a lot of shit too. To be honest, but you know, I gotta get up off that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I'll be second guessing shit a lot, but I, I need to just let go. <laughs> what do you What do you feel at this point? Do you feel like it, the music's not good enough, or it doesn't sound a certain way you want it to sound? Like, like what exactly are you second guessing? I mean, I, everything. Like, because you know, to be fair, like I said, it's been it's, it's been a while since commercially 
I mean, even though I'm out there, like, I've never stopped doing shows. I'm always out doing music. Like, like the motherfuckers, you know, they vibing with it, you know what I'm saying? But my thing is when you sit on shit, you overanalyze, that's all. So he's like, oh, there's all, no matter what, like, and I'm, and I'm not even a perfectionist, but I, I, I do want to make sure my shit is a certain way. But if you sit on something, there's always something. I don't care what it is. Oh, I could have did this better. Oh, I could have did this better. Oh, I could have did this better. And then, like, five songs later, I hear that. Oh, that shit old. I'm good on that. Even though nobody's ever heard the song before. Like, eh, that shit's like four months old. I'm straight. I don't, I don't feel like rapping like that no more. I'm good. Like, you get, like I, I be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I second guess, second guess. And then when I push it to the side, I end up just put, pushing good fucking music to the side. Because I just be, I just be, you know, I got a different thought process behind shit. But I definitely should release more. The worst part is, too, I know you're probably sitting on some fire DJ Static beats, too. I mean, Static, Static one of the best ever, man. He's be fronting on my man. But yeah, but Static is, Static is, Static's one of the fucking best, bro. Like, he, I don't understand why he, does, he doesn't get mentioned as much as he, as he should. You know what I'm saying? But, Probably because um, you're sitting on so much of his good beats. <laughs> people, people, people say he give me the he give me the best ones. Nah, he just he just did um he's producing a bunch of new joints on Redman's album. You know what I'm saying? He actually this is how this is how dope my man is, right? This motherfucker actually flipped the rap wilder beat, right? The Red and Meth rap wilder beat. He actually flipped the rap wilder beat. And Redman is using it on his album and putting meth on it. Tell me that ain't gangster. Oh man, you should totally send that to me after the interview. I mean, I don't have it. <laughs> that, I figure that's that, a lock and key. That that's above my pay grade. That's above my pay grade. But yeah, static man, that's that, that boy the truth, man. It's been my it's been one of my go to guys for, for for twenty years, man. Static. You know what I'm saying? Static. Fucking Vanderslice. You know what I'm saying? I only, I, listen, I fuck with the same motherfuckers I've been fucking with, man. I don't fuck with new motherfuckers, man. No. I fuck with the same motherfuckers I've been fucking with, yo. Yeah, you know, Vanderslice, like, I love what Vanderslice does. Um, always such a great interview, too. You know, he actually took a shit in the middle of our interview, and, like, in between his answer, like, you could hear him grunting and everything. Like, he was, that had to be one of the realest moments on We Go In and Presents. I don't ever want to hear that interview. I could even get you like right to that part. Like I could, I could send you the link like right where it picks up. Because <laughs> I know, I know, man, this like was leaving some monster logs in that tunnel. He been, he been in my crib eating mad Popeyes. So man, this like capable of some fucking damage, bro. <laughs> did the, did those pipes get clogged, man? <laughs> Shit, man. Had to call a priest in after that, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That you though that you work with Vanderslice too. Like, what what do you guys um, have going on? To be honest, I want to do a I want to do a whole project with just Vanderslice, and I want to do a whole project with Static. I mean, I think those are both inevitable. Like, cause those are those are my two guys. You know, what I mean, honestly, I want to, I want to, I want them to collab on something together. But it's just like they, they live, they don't really live in the same, you know, 
static is upstate. The fucking um, slices all the way in PA in the fucking boonies. So I actually want them to do something together. I think if they did something together, man, that shit might make the fucking world collapse. Because them niggas, bro, like... But yeah, I definitely would like to do a whole project with Van. It's like, it's like an EP. It was seven, eight, boom, boom. Because to this day, like, the, the the joints that get the most reaction is Vanish Like songs, and these shit's just old. Like, I have to re-record them because, because people just kept loving them, and I was just tired of spitting the same shit. Like, the Kung Pao record, like, people love these records, man. In the first, in the, oh, and I'm shooting a video for one of Vanish Slice's joints, um... Me and Sky Zoo, we, 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 uh, that's another hip-hop game alumni. Yeah, man, I think that you was his I mean? first interview back in the day. Um, yeah. Off the Corner Store Classic, I think it was. Yeah, well, shout out to Sky, that's the bro. You know, he's from my hood anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I know Sky since, since, since he started, you know what I mean? But, yeah, we finally just did a record, though, just to show what it was for, for the ad, for Nostrum. You know what I mean? So... Um, we should, we should be shooting a video for that in January when he come back up to New York. Matter of fact, I gotta hit him to schedule the date. That's what I need to do. But yeah, so you know, um, Vanish Slice, man, like his his fucking records is timeless. It's funny because you know, I obviously I fucks with um with these dudes with the whole Griselda team and all that shit. But it's crazy, like everybody be going crazy, like damage and shit. I'm like. The nigga Slice been doing shit like that forever. Like, <laughs> I think Slice Slice don't get as much credit as he deserves. Slice Slice been on that that type vibe. You know what I'm saying? I said it's just, it's not the same thing, but it's like a similar vibe. Like Slice been doing that shit. I can tell you, BT gave me ten years ago. You feel me? That sound like what niggas is doing right now. You feel me? But yeah, I want I, I really want to do a complete project with each of them separately and then maybe like do some shit with us together because I can just think of the I, I know when I hear a B I know exactly who belongs on it you know what I mean so I would definitely want to do one with them with each of them you know what I'm saying no I, th- I think that would be incredible and you actually kind of just led into my next question because I was going to do the Instagram reference. You know, on Instagram recently, Penn, you posted a picture of you and Sky Zoo. And knowing that, you know, you and Sky have been recording tracks, I was going to ask you, you know, working with Sky, um, you guys have good chemistry. I mean, it seems to make sense that you guys would do more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't opposed to what I mean. The bro busy, man. You know what I'm saying? He, he, made, a, he made a good... He's made a healthy name for himself on the hip hop scene, so he's in he's in demand. You feel me? But that's my bro, and whenever he's ready, I'm ready. I mean, as simple as that. You know what I'm saying? But when we did the joint, I was we was just chilling one night. We were we were hanging out at Eo Dub. You know what I mean? Me, him, uh, who was there? Mickey, Mickey Fat, Lupe, the check was there. A bunch of us were there chilling for Eo Dub, and I was just like. And I was just like, yo, my dude, we ain't never doing junk. He was like, yo, you right. And I was like, yo, I'm going to show you this shit tomorrow. Like, that was the entire conversation. That, that, that's, <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? You know, politics would come to him. That's my man. 
Like, we shop at the same key food, my nigga. Like, that's my man. So, you know, I would I would never um, press him to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because he's he a busy dude, but whenever he's ready, I'm ready, man. I mean, I think, Brooke, Brooke, you know what I'm saying? The style, we can use some shit spitting how we do. You mean, doing what we do. You know what I mean? For the hood, that'd be fire. So, I mean, whatever. Whenever he's ready, I'm ready, man. I, when it comes when it comes to mo- when it comes to shit that I'm motivated with, we do that shit in a week, nigga. Like it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's a shout for the bro sky, man. I got a lot of love for the bro, for the homie. And what what about some more team homie stuff? I mean, is there talk of like a team homie album or is it kind of just like individual projects at this point? What's what exactly is going on with, with all the the team homie guys? Yeah, well, we actually we were, we were recording a project a few years ago, about two two years ago, and um had a you know we had a few hiccups, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's a lot of you know ever since the bros passed away, it's been a lot of trying to get our footing. You know what I'm saying? So um, about two years ago, we had a project we were, that we were gearing to get done, and we we recorded a bunch for it, but we never got to finish it. Due to some of eternal shit, but um, I mean everything we do is team homie. Like we got the slums project out right now. You know that's sway that's sway seven weight out black. That's episode you know I mean? forty. Are we going and presents? Check exactly. out Swave talking about the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, homie's always on deck. So we got that. I'm on there, of course. You know what I'm saying? So every. We, we all moving like we got money back solo projects and shit. We got videos out, a bunch of shit out right now. You can check it on Spotify. You know, got a video out with, with China Mac. You know what I mean? So like, we're we're very active. You know what I'm saying? While, while I was on tour with uh Mortal Technique, Sway was Sway Seven was on tour with with Mickey Facts, and in the same and at the same time, and the, the we, had a, we had a we had a. Yeah, we had we had the battle with Florida at the same time. So Team Homie is always active. You know what I'm saying? Um, Rum Nitty just dropped. Rum Nitty just dropped the battle. Air Will's back. Air Will is about to be um. Air Will is in contention for being the champion of the year, as far as as far as across the whole across the whole sport of battle rap. Like so, I mean, we super active as far as as far as the the, the album though. You got to really buckle down, but everyone is so busy, you know, in their own lane, achieving what we're achieving. So hopefully we'll get back to it. You know what I mean? But we do have a bunch of Team Homie songs in the stash, though. Even got, even got, even got two with PH on it. You know what I'm saying? We even got two Team Homie songs with PH on it. Are those the last two PH songs you guys have? Um, I'm not going to say that because PH recorded everywhere. So I'm, I'm sure we're going to unearth some more stuff and find some more stuff. You know what I'm saying? Down the line, I'm sure there's going to be more PH shit that's unearthed. But as far as what we have in our possession, you know what I mean? For Team Homie, we got two PH. Two PH. Actually, three Three joints with PH. Three. Three of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But I'm sure but I'm sure there's there's more floating around because he recorded with everybody and PH one thing PH did that I never did, like I was saying earlier, like PH wrote rhymes every day. He used to always 
I'm like, every day. I'm like, every day. And I said, like, nigga, I don't feel like writing every day. And that's why PH was able to battle at a high level. He was able to record. Like, he he was never out of rhymes. Like, and that's that's one thing that I miss, I mean, beside my brother. But, like, he, he, like, he literally wrote rhymes every day. So I know there's a bunch of PH shit. I ain't never heard that somewhere on somebody's hard drive. I, I, I guarantee. Guarantee. But if anybody got access to it, feel free to email me because we could definitely use it because we was working on a project with uh actually we was working on a project and and, and Buster Buster Rhymes was, was was getting involved, but you know, that's another story. I gotta have my man Mech can talk about that more than I can. But yeah, so if if you got some pH on your hard drive, email a motherfucker and let them know. Yeah, because I was, I was always curious, you know, when you look at, like, albums coming out. I mean, like, Sean Peace had a couple projects come out. He's got the the Price of Fame with Lil' Fame of M.O.P. coming out in a, in a couple weeks. Like, were there plans for, like, a posthumous P.H. album? Yeah, um, there, there was, there is. I don't know what the status of it is because we... Pass that off to um, my bro GMS and Blitzkrieg, MC MCMI report. That was a label he was dealing with, anyways, and that was family. I don't know what the status is. I'd have to check, but I don't know if enough material was gathered. But Marco Polo was on board, but I don't really have the status on it right now. No doubt. So. When you when you look at PH and you know over the last I, few oh, oh, matter, matter of fact I'm sorry I know he did have a dope ass song with Dilated Peoples that's um I don't know what the status of that is but he did have a dope ass song PH and that with, 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 with Evidence and Rockford we were both we were both um dilated on it and, I know I know that somewhere and you said Buster was getting involved Buster Rhymes was he getting involved before PH passed or was that after? That you would, ha- I would have, have to ask my man, Mister Mech. Um, I don't know Buster like that, so. But I know, but I know he was involved and he was adamant and doing certain things for PH. But I can't answer that question to be honest. Like I don't know Buster like that, so. I mean, obviously I know Buster around, but I don't know Buster around. You know what I mean? I mean, you used to um, do some flip mode street teaming back in the day, right? Nah, I did I did loud records, but the thing was back in you know they would just because you work for one label they still had um contracts with other labels. You understand what I'm saying? So just because I was at loud, that don't mean all the stuff they wanted me to promote was just loud records. You know what I mean? So they would give me other label stuff too, and Busta Rhymes shit was a part of that. But I didn't technically I ain't never worked for no for them. Nah, no doubt. So. When when you look at PH today, like, and you know, music is one thing, but you guys were like best friends too. What do you miss most about PH just on a daily basis that that really stands out to you? <laughs> when we used to argue all the time, he was that's some slick shit to say. But but one thing about PH was he was always trying to motivate niggas to um to work. He was always trying to motivate. I mean, honestly, on some hip hop, he was trying to motivate. Hey, yo, write, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. All he wanted everybody to do was just keep writing and just be be the best at what they do behind that pen. I mean, just on some artist shit, I miss that. 
but just on some brother shit. I just miss my man, bro. Like, I just miss a nigga pulling up to the block, shooting the shit. You know what I mean? I opened up my cabinet so I could just cook whatever, because he was, you know what I mean? He could cook. I mean, shit like that. You know what I mean? Just pulling up. Let me stay at your crib for the weekend, all right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And he would cook because he would try to get out of paying motherfuckers for shit. So he would do, he would do, he would do like chores and shit <laughs> to avoid having to spend money. And then, so I miss, I miss that, man. He used to always spar. You going verse for verse, verse for verse, verse for verse, like keeping me sharp. You know what I mean? I miss that. And I just miss my brother. That's all. You know? He never got to meet his daughter. Shit crazy. You know, what's crazy, too, is when I interviewed Shabam Sadiq last week and I asked him because he, he brought up PH and how he had um, a song with PH and um, that hasn't been released yet. But he mentioned mm-hmm. the same thing. The first thing he said was how much he used to fight with them. He's like, I love PH. He's like a brother to me. And we used to argue all the time. I mean, it's it's it seems like that was yeah. just how PH operated. Yeah, pretty much. But that's 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 how you know that's how you know the love is real. You feel me? Like you argue with your brothers. You, you fight with your brothers. But yeah. One one of my favorite memories too is when he took over the hip hop game journal for you. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You see, you see, I always spoke about him because if you notice in the journals, I only spoke about people I cared about. Because I spoke about motherfuckers I wanted you to know about them. I talk shit about PH because I wanted motherfuckers to see who PH was. Like, it was all about giving my people to rub, you know what I'm saying? So, I ain't, why would I, you know what I'm saying? The whole thing was to, what I do, whether I'm on stage or whatever, if I, if I, if I have an opportunity to shine a light on my, a friend or a brother or somebody who I think is talented, I'm going to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Look, I always spoke about who I spoke about in the journals. I spoke about PH all the time. I speak about Ariel. Ariel. I was, I, I was building these motherfucking businesses. I helped Ariel build this fucking studio. I gave that motherfucker so much clientele. You know what I mean? I did that out of love because I felt like, okay, I felt like motherfuckers should appreciate my people the way I do. I want you to fuck with them as well. You know, some of that shit backfired. You know, I don't really speak to certain people no more. You know, people didn't understand how much people actually did for him. That's another story. You know what I mean? But I spoke about PH because I wanted motherfuckers to to know about PH. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna waste my breath for somebody I don't fuck with. I'm not that type of person. Like you, don't, like you, if you look at my, there's people that I have problems with in real life. There's people you don't never look at my look at my fucking social media. Look at my whatever. You don't never hear me talking about nobody. Like in that way, because I'm because I don't fuck with you. I don't want to give you the light. If I don't fuck with you, I'm, if I mention your name, I got I got a verified blue check, right? So if I don't like you, I got an issue with you, right? I mention your name. Everybody on my timeline, on my under my verified blue check, now knows who you are. I just gave you that much more attention. I don't want to give you attention. I want you to wither away and die. I'm not going to talk about you. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
So the fact that I mention my niggas is that I want people to know who my people are so they can look into them and see how great they are. You feel me? Oh yeah. I got I gotta I gotta I gotta go back and read that journal. I mean I still got I still got it. <laughs> I gotta go back and read that shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's some pretty oh. some pretty wild stuff in there. I know I know for a time when you were I mean also keep in mind, I guess, for anybody listening, this was like thirteen, fourteen years ago. Like things were a lot different. I mean yeah. there were some, some absolutely reckless stories about falling asleep in the streets and you know, getting in cars and just crazy stuff about just like just a reckless lifestyle that every time we worked on the journal I would just say like I need to be up in Brooklyn because I feel like I'm missing out on like where the like like the Brooklyn party. And that's Bruh, a, that, whole... and, and that's a reference to one of my favorite poison <laughs> pen songs, Brooklyn Party Part Two. Not the first one's whatever part two with that like oh, you know you know but wow, you know what's funny? Brooklyn Party Part Two there actually was a part one. <laughs> of course. But but I never released the part one. If I can find it, I will send it to you. The original version, I had a song called Grab Somebody. This is the first. I went to the studio in 1999, and I was with my man Omen. Um, people may know Omen because he did a lot of early fabulous shit. He did a lot of shit for Fabulous in the back, you know, when he first was on uh, Desert Storm and all that shit. But Omen is one of my dudes from school. You know what I'm saying? So he, uh, I never did any solo music before. This is 1999. I'm I'm fucking school kid, pretty much. Still young as shit. And at this time, I was literally just out, you know, battling motherfuckers in the street. And I was doing like little verses with Stronghold. So all I would have to do was spit a 16 here and there, but I had no music. So it got to the point where, like, we, we doing shows and shit. So motherfuckers is like, um, but we would, but in that era, I could go do a show and freestyle over everybody's instrumental. It didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? That was that was that era. Just throwing a bunch of beats. As long as as long as my punchlines is popping, I'm good. You feel me? It, I didn't need I didn't need no music. But it got to the point where it's like, uh, dude, uh, you got some music. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We doing these shows. Uh, I'm, I'm only gonna be rapping over everybody beat but your own. You know what I'm saying? So I got, I did two songs. And you know what's funny? Guess who produced the first one? Not Static. Come on. Yes, Static. Really? It was on a Stronghold mixtape, um, Lumber. Yes. That was the first solo song I ever recorded. Um, and at that session, I also did another song called Grab Somebody that my man Omen produced. So that, that one session I did Lumber and Grab Somebody. I didn't know how to mix records, nothing. I just recorded. The vocals were dry as hell. Like, if you listen to Lumber, like, there's no mix on that record. Like, <laughs> I recorded it. Like, and that was it. There was zero mix. There was no nothing. That was, that's just how it was back in the day. But I did that record. And I did the song called Grab Somebody. Now, the song Grab Somebody 
it was a cla- it had a classical music sample, the violins and all that fly shit. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was it was my alleged club record. It was like, um, everybody grab somebody. We don't need anybody left Witness. with nobody. I thought it was, I was wit- singing this. But then it changed to witness in a robbery. This is the first version. I'm trying to keep I'm up. Getting, my bad. I'm trying to keep up. I'm getting in depth. This is what I'm saying. So the first version was everybody grab somebody. We don't want anybody left with nobody. Like it was kind of like it was like kind of it was my version of a dance record, a club record, whatever. Obviously, I'm not that kind of rapper, but that's what it was. If I can find it, I swear I'll send it to you. Cause I found it on CD in my crib recently. If I could rip it, I'll send it to you. But yeah, so I did that song called Grab Somebody, and it had similar samples with the classical the classical music. I don't remember the exact classical record that was sampled, but it samples classical music. Some Beethoven-type shit or whatever, some box shit. So I had that song already. And the reason I didn't put it out on the Stronghold mixtape was because... Like I said at the time, people people have always showed an interest in my music. So when I started recording, niggas was like, yo, let's put these records out, let's put these records out. So the reason I didn't put out Grab Somebody with the Stronghold shit was I thought I, um, I, thought I was going to get some money and flip that to a bigger situation. But the situation didn't pan out. So by the time we dropped the Stronghold mixtape, I didn't put it on there because I was holding out. You know what I'm saying? And then when we was traveling, I was in Boston working on the top of the food chain single. And Static, me, Static, and his man, Jeff. And Jeff is, uh, what's he go by? Uh, what's his fucking producer name? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Dub Z. Um, what record did he, he produce that you might know? He produced um, Ghostface and Missy shit. Push, Push, or some shit like oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the single off that uh, Pretty Tony album. Right. That's probably the record that you might know from. He's the one that did Brooklyn Party. So me and Static was in Boston recording, and Jeff was like, yo, so Jeff gave me some beats on cassette. You know what I'm saying? And we, and we was in Boston playing these fucking beats. And I'm like, yo. And and we played the beat and static. And static. Like I said, static has been my man since day one. So we was playing the beat. Static was like, yo, that sound like grab somebody. But it's more hard. And I was like, yo, that that do sound like grab somebody. But I'm like, nah, but niggas. And so it, 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 it eventually went from grab somebody to brook party. You know what I'm saying? So... I, I flipped the hook differently. And, and, and then when I did Brooklyn Party, that shit was so hard in the hood. Like, niggas was fucking with that record so much. Like, I never even put out the first one that I actually recorded first. I never ever put it out. You know what I mean? I want, I want just an archive, like a Poison Pen archive album, like like the Lost Tapes. Mm-hmm. Is that a yes? I got a dig, but sure. Sweet. You 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 probably have songs that I don't even have myself. <laughs> I mean, I don't I, I don't delete anything that I like. So I bet if I go back in my Gmail, I bet I could find some stuff 
that you probably don't have. You you definitely have songs I don't have. I've lost so much on my on my old because I used to keep my old my old iPod. I used to use it as a hard drive. So one of them got stolen. I had mass shit on it, and and then another one I fucking like left in a cab or something. Like I have so much old shit that's just in the wind. I don't even remember. Like a lot of like when I was cleaning up my apartment. I found a few joints on CDs. I just totally forgot I even did. Like, oh, shit, I forgot about this. I found a few joints like that. You know what I mean? But there's so much. I'm pretty sure you have joints. I'm, like, yo, you shit with me and PH? I know you got songs with me. Yo, I actually, the only song that I have in my possession with me and PH is fucking Peruvian cocaine. I have zero. I have none of about none of our songs. You remember that wrestling one you guys did that was on Hip Hop Game Radio Mar- Volume One that I posted up on Mar- SoundCloud. Marco Polo shit. No, 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 no. Not Marco Polo. Uh, Lil Tell shit. And he had sent it to me. He sent me that and the "We Are the Champions" freestyle because that. Um, that that cam we are the champions like with Dame Dash on it that had dropped so he he did a freestyle of that and then it was the wrestling, um, some wrestling sample with you and yeah him it was gold dust but yeah now me and Ph have at least an EP to an album worth of songs we got at least ten eleven more songs floating around I have none of them I have none of them. Because we did songs on his mixtapes that, like, I remember me, him, and Billy Graham had, had a song, another song, another uh, UWF something. Me, him, and Majesty, Recipes of Majesty 2. Me, him, and Majesty got some ill shit. Like, me, like, PH, we got mad songs just floating around in the stratosphere somewhere. I wish I had access to them. Man, that. That's a, that's that's a lot though. I'll have to go through what I got just to see what I can find. Yeah, that'd be dope. I definitely, I definitely would shed a shed, shed a few tears for my brother listening to new shit. Besides, <laughs> right, that's healthy though. Know? No doubt, man. And you know, looking at just your the footprint you've left in the battle game so far, when you look at what you've done with grind time and everything else in terms of booking battles, like what impact do you feel like you've had in making battle rap something that so many people care about these days and like just so relevant to, to hip hop where um, at one point it was kind of like something that only specific (laughs) fans were into. And now it's much more mainstream and much more popular than I feel like it's ever been. You know it's crazy. I can I can honestly say like anyone if anyone knows the history, knows the knowledge, does does the knowledge. I can literally say this without feeling no kind of way about it. Like if I didn't exist, battle rap would not appear how it appears. I didn't invent it. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't the first one to do it, not the last one to do it. But the innovations that I brought to the scene, and the talent that I brought to the scene. I haven't been active in years, and my and my talent pool are still headlining the biggest events in battle rap. 
I haven't thrown a major event in about two years. And my people are still headlines wherever they go. Wherever you see Sway Seven, he's the headline. Wherever you see Rum Nitty, he's the headline. Wherever you see Ill Will, he's the headline. To this day. Even people even people that go further from grind time, Rome, headline. Sokar came back and still headlined the battle. Iron Solomon came back and still headlines back. Like, everyone that came from my talent pool are still fucking at the top of their game. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I literally implemented the pay-per-view era into battle rap. You know what I mean? I fucking ushered in some of the most prolific, the most influential battle rappers in history. Like, Niggas make movies about my niggas. You feel me? Hey, you know if if I if I didn't exist and, and, and had the foresight to do certain things, this shit literally would not look how it looks today. And you know, and and I don't, I honestly don't get mentioned as much as for what I've done. But you know, I don't trip. I just innovate is innovate, man. Like I don't, I don't sit there and tell you what I've done. You could do the history, look, you know, check it for yourself and see what I'm. Tell me, I'm lying. Tell me what I. You know what I mean? I was doing shit with niggas scared to do it. You know what I mean? I was book I was booking events out of my pocket. I would go on tour and then come back and book Head Ice, Swave Seven, Disaster, Chiller Jones out of my pocket. Before it got all corporate with, with this fuck shit. I was doing these events out of pocket, out of love, building building a whole generation of fucking legends. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been I've been picking up talent since since motherfucking you can go my track record goes back from from Jin and the Mortal Technique. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always had my poster on prolific MCs. You know what I'm saying? I've always had that talent. I've always had that air. You know what I mean? But you know. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes sometimes you feel... I mean, sometimes accolades come in different ways. You know, it's funny. I look at these shows and I see everyone thinks, like, this, you know... It's funny. I see people I see people getting credit for shit they did not even have anything to do with, but just because they're... Um, they they, they uh, have, have outlasted the, the, the wave... You know, it appears that, you know, they're the source of everything, which is not true. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't do it from the, um, from the perspective of I want everybody to jump on my nuts and, you know what I mean, and, and sing praises, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, it will be, it, you know, get credit where credit is due, though. You know, I ain't running around like the. Uh, I remember when I was when I was a kid, I used to watch what Living Color, and and, and, they, had, and they had this kid like Little Richard invented everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be like that. I ain't, I ain't trying to be that dude. You know what I'm saying? But you know, a little credit pointed in the right direction would be dope at times. A little sometimes, you know, just because the big, just because I'm the big bro. And to be honest, you know, sometimes it'll be good for for the for the people, for the homies that you put on. Sometimes it'll be good for them to reach back and give and give you a look, just like you gave them when they had shit. 
You know what I'm saying? I, def- I definitely need looks at times. You know what I mean? There's times I can use a little help. I can use a little help to get into this particular, you know, uh, line of income or to get in this particular loop so I can, so I can, you know, so I can be prolific and make some bread. Sometimes I need those looks. You know, but a lot of the little, lot of the little homies don't look back or, or maybe they, or maybe they think that you good because you are who you are. But you know what I'm saying? I'm here to tell you. Sometimes it'll help for motherfuckers to be like, yo, oh, pen? Yeah. There's one for pen. I went and had this. Yo, you know what? Yo, pen, I got this opportunity. Like, I look at TV shows. Like, I look at shit like, what's the shit on fucking, I'm looking at fucking the shit that meth hosts on fucking, they doing celebrity battles and shit like that. Right? That shit directly came from what we were doing. Like, you look at all this media, all this shit that's on television, comes directly from what we were doing. You know what I mean? Like, cut me my consultation check. I mean, I've got, I've gotten checks. I've gotten consultation checks here and there. You know what I mean? Shop to Shady Records. You know, I've, I've, done, I've definitely have been taken care of at times. But it's like, I look at, look at shit that we, we, that we damn near created. And then I didn't get as much as an email. Like, <laughs> like you know, shit gets frustrating at times. But you know, at the same time, you know, you're going to sit there and bitch about that. You know, you're going to continue to innovate and continue to, and to continue to create and continue to be prolific. You know, continue to just, you can't, you can't dwell on that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like I said before, you've got to keep more than one pot boiling. So it is what it is. You feel me? Like, as frustrated as you may be, like, fuck it. If, you know, you've got to keep the pushing. So I just look at it like that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'll get recognized for my shit later on in life or, you know, shit. They named, they named the block. They named the block after my bro PH after he passed away. I, I know he, he would have never thought that was going to happen. He didn't think that he didn't think that, that the community had had that amount of love for him, but they did. So maybe it'll be like that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe history, maybe history would tell a tale different. You feel me? Who knows? But fuck it, we still we still here working though. So what do you feel has changed in battle rap over the like as it's become more popular? Because you said like you know before the bullshit, like how has it changed? Bro, it's just a fucking. It's it's just, it's its own subgenre of hip hop. There's people that follow bad rap and nothing else. There's people that are celebrities in that in that realm. It's amazing. Like there's battle rap like recap shows and there's like battle rap like sports center shows and you know what I mean. That that it's it's really its own fucking entity. And, and there's people. And the funny thing is, people will be celebrities in the battle rap world and no one else know who the fuck they are. But in that world, they're gods. And it's funny because a lot of time it does they, they don't mix. Like when I do my shows, a lot of these motherfuckers, I mean, I mean, a lot of them do know, but a lot of these motherfuckers don't know the music, don't follow the battles and vice versa. It's weird. You like, it's just, I, I, I always try to find a way to merge it because like me, I thrive off the live aspect more than anything. You know what I'm saying? But nowadays, man, like honestly, it's, it's, it's a lot more corporate than I have the taste for. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot more politics than I, I don't really have the patience or energy for it. And I, I and, and you know, um, there's like a trend now with these battles, and there's a lot of battles that are just very, very long for no fucking reason. Like, dude, I don't want like I don't want to watch two people, and, and I'm a dude that's been rapping my entire life. I'm not trying to sit there and watch two people battle each other 
and it's like an hour and a half. Dude, I could watch like I could catch up on like episodes of some shit I was been watching, binge watching. I could watch a full motion picture in that time. Like, like why would you want to rate that much about a person? Like, get to the point, get the fuck out, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm I'm just saying, I don't have the time. I don't have it. Like, I I just see things differently now, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but yeah, like I, I, I love the sport, but I had I had to step back a little bit just to just to uh, uh, regain that love for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually doing an event January 18th in Florida, Guardians of the Culture. You know what I'm saying? We've got a dope card coming up. But yeah, um, it's just a lot more corporate. It's a lot more shiny suitish than it once was. Like, now it's more of a popularity contest than it ever was, you know? And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that, uh, they like, they like all the pageantry around the battles but don't actually appreciate the lyrics, which is weird. But if you look at the trends of music, it's the same way, too. Like, if you listen to music now, like when people the, the new hip hop records, it's more about the vibe. It's not it's not about the lyrical content as much as about how it makes you feel. When you see the battle, now it's all about the moment as opposed to the lyrics. But I mean, at the end of it, it's still battle rap. Like you should be able, end of the day, the 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 the, the at the root of it all it should be who who's the better rapper, not who can disrespect someone the most or who can do the most outlandish stunt in the battle. You know what I'm saying? End of the day, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, now it's just like, okay, now y'all just doing all this extra shit. You feel me? Maybe I got to get reacquainted to, to, to grow to grow an appreciation for that side of it. But, you know, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of that particular, um, you know, that particular part of battle rap growing. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm glad that people are thriving. I'm glad to see my dude still here. I'm still booking events. I'm still booking Sway Seven battles. You see Sway Seven versus New Jersey Twerk out right now. Um, you got Sway Seven versus Ryder. You know what I mean? Coming up on URL. So we still we still doing the URL battles. We still got Ill Will on URL. Still got Rum Nitty on URL. You know what I mean? We got every lead. You know what I'm saying? We shops the odd battle. You know what I mean? Team Hobby's left a huge imprint on battle rap. You know what I'm saying? My brother Lex Luthor has a there's a league called I Battle, which is doing very well, so check out I Battle. You know what I'm saying? And um Yeah, King of the Dot. Got we got Will and King of the Dot, we got Max Myron, King of the Dot. You know what I'm saying? So we got niggas on every platform, man. You know, shout R B E. We got we got Middle on R B E. We got Jay Murder. You know what I'm saying? So every every pla- every major platform, Team Homie has 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 a has a, a roster and MCs. You know what I'm saying? So get at me, man. We still here. We still prolific. We still here. I've been saying that shit a lot in this interview because I really feel like that's how we should stay. You feel me? That's the word to fucking be prolific. You know what I'm saying? And and you're also gonna have seven thirty on all major venues once I make it through that team homie school for guys who wanna battle rap good, so you know, you got first rights, you know, to, to put me in battles, help me get some bread, like I'll go against anybody, you know, you put me up against. Mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> I st- I, I'm still mad that I sent you some really, really fire lines, you know, um, 
I'm willing to ghostwrite. I will not take credit. It's 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 for you. It's a gift, you know, friendship over the years. Like it's just something that I can do to give back. Like I've sent you some pretty fire lines that you have not used yet, and I'm starting to, um, as the kids say, get in my feelings about it. Listen, man. Listen, listen. PH wrote every day, baby. Listen, you need to write some me some more. Yeah, I swear to God, if, they, if, if you send me something really fire, I will put it in it and I will reference you. I swear to God, y'all don't give a fuck. You promise? <laughs> I swear to God, yo, word up. You know that just means I'm probably gonna be writing from like now until like the ball drops for 2020, right? Let's get it, man. I'm going to Staples after this. I'm getting some composition notebooks. I'm going to write, like, book of rhymes in, like, a graffiti-type font, so I'm going to, like, practice some graffiti letters before I go to Staples and then get, like, one of those Sharpies. It's going to it's gonna look so official. Oh, man. Those are going to be hot tomorrow. It's going to be fucking... Wow, it's going to be, like, up to 50 tomorrow. It's crazy. Yo, Penn, we're talking about me getting on your album, and you're talking about the weather, man. That's, like, super disrespectful. I mean, you know, I ain't running around getting drunk, throwing up on people no more. I'm sitting at home watching the weather, yo. <laughs> Times have changed, man. Times have changed. So, last but not least, man, this has been, you know, a great interview. You know, I know you want to get back to the weather and, you know, maybe going to Home Depot tomorrow. So, you know, you don't want to be up too late. But I got to pick up a trash can with a lid, bro. Because See, man, I knew you had something to, to do. Nah, yes, listen, gentrification, yes, and spell it gentrification. Like, like, gentrification. Like, why not gentrification? Yeah, that, sure, that. But yeah, man, fucking. Gentrification? Gentrification, whatever. Anyway, that shit. Do the gentrification, right? There's a bunch of new now. Now we're getting these big high-rise condos in Bedside. We've never had those in my area before. My area is all like regular apartment buildings or brownstones. Even though Bedside is a large neighborhood, most of the buildings are, you know, no more than like, you know, like apartment buildings, you know, four or five stories, you know, shit like that. Bedside is not skyscraperville, you know what I mean? So, um, but now that, you know, gentrification and motherfuckers, you know, Enjoy paying three thousand dollars a month rent in 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 a place that was a fucking you know trap house like ten years ago, but whatever. What do you get like one bedroom um, for that? One and a half. Bro, it's, it's it's insane, man. It's insane. I listened to an old joint I did, um, staircase shit. No, was it staircase? Shit? No, I did a song called anyway. I did a song called Blocking. Another song with my man Amplifier. Probably another song that I didn't put out. <laughs> <laughs> And I just smoke called the block ain't big enough for the both of us. And I was like, and I said something. I said, um, it was right before the Nets were coming to Brooklyn. And I said this line and I heard it and I laughed because I was, I remember when I was appalled at how much the rent was, right? Cause that's when I first kind of was, you know, on my own with, with, with my own place and everything. And I said it in the song. I was like, I ended the second verse. I said, um, apartments are 1200 in the hood now. And when the Brooklyn Nets move in, the Brooklyn Vets get pushed out, right? I was talking about how they pushing this out the hood. You know what I'm saying? So I said, apartments are, tw- apartments are 1,200 in the hood now. Like, bruh. And I was like, 2004? 
like, I wish my rent was $1,200. It's obscene. But anyway, doing the gentrification, um, they're digging up in the ground, excavating this shit because they're building all these new freaking condos and high-rises and shit, right? So now that they're doing that, the rats have no place to go because we're digging up where all the rats live. So, therefore, like, I can't even sit on my steps at night now because best I, like, like, if you're sitting on your stoop, you know, sun at nighttime, like, the fucking rats come out like the Thriller video, bro. It's fucking crazy because they dug up, we never had a problem like that before, but once you dig it up all these buildings, you know what I'm saying, you, you dig it up where they live. So the rats are just running around looking for places to go, so they're burrowing all over the place. So, like, when you're sitting outside in the fucking night, you just see rats. Like, I don't even sit outside and smoke on my steps no more. Like, well, it ain't that bad, but it's still bad enough. Like, you don't, like, oh, a rat is not a mouse, bro. That's something different. So, <laughs> so like, so for the garbage cans outside, like, i got to get the joints, but you can close the lid so they can't get in. Because, you know, if they can get in, it's, you know, they go crazy. So, i I got to go to Home Depot. You know, like I said, man, it's, this is just very unexcited. It's like, it seemed like the old times where I was fucking hanging off chandeliers and, and, and fucking living like Animal House. You know what I'm saying? The animals yeah. left the house. Sounds like the rats are living like it's Animal House, though. Sounds like they're having a good time, man. You said what? Sounds like the rats are having a good time. Fucking rats. That's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> Mad rats, bro. Mad rats. <laughs> so I got to get the garbage can with the lids. Hit that Home Depot and shit. You domesticated nowadays. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm surprised to hear this, man. So trash can <laughs> with the lid. Like, you're gonna get some like some of those eco-friendly fluorescent light bulbs and stuff. You know, like, like... oh no, nah, I, I got the swirly ones. That's funny you mentioned that. What do you call the swirly ones? Like, I don't bro, know. I, think... I was trying to think of it, like. I, I can't. Yeah, part part of my part of my fucking ignorance on, on what they're actually called, but yeah, the light bulbs that are like three, four dollars, but they last. No, but they last. Okay, I moved into my put it to like this. I moved into my apartment where I live, 2011, right? So I moved it eight years ago. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you move me, you get all your supplies and shit. Yo, bro, I bought these fucking light bulbs about. Seven years ago, the fucking when I came back off the tour off tour just now, the light bulb the light bulb in my bathroom was out, and this is the first time I changed that shit in about six years. No lie, like no lie, I'm talking about six years, bro. I did not change that light. That's crazy. This shit is worth. This shit is worth it. Like <laughs> I'm telling you. I I, have, I can't tell you the last time I actually bought a light bulb. Like, cause I have been I've been on the same pack since like 2014, 2013. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm, I'm so serious. I'm not even I'm not even bullshitting, but I'm dead serious. <laughs> Those light bulbs are the fucking truth, yo. <laughs> That's crazy, man. You know, uh domesticated poison pen I'm not sure that 
our journal is going to hit the same way, man. I'm a little nervous about this now. Like I was really excited and now I'm, now I'm, now I'm a little nervous. I don't know. Like, what are we gonna be, what are we gonna be talking about? Like clipping coupons? Like, oh, we can figure it out, man. Maybe I'm running a vice column or something. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we gonna get this poison pen book, man? So you've tweeted about it. You've said when the book comes out, we're doing a show. I'm the official hype man. That's already been solidified. <laughs> We've got probably you know, close to 75% of like a first draft done, like obviously some revisions and some, some working through some things, but like we actually have real progress. It's not like, like we wrote a chapter and then started talking about it. Like the book is actually in a decent state at this point. Mm-hmm. Listen, I mean, we, we got a good, uh, we got some meat and some potatoes and shit, man. Yeah, we gotta finish it up. Like I, like I said, man, I got, I was, I, I don't want, I don't want a lot of shit. I mean, I stand by everything I said, but I don't want shit to get misconstrued. So I just want to make, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna let you fuck it. Is that like, nah? I don't want to. Like, if I said it, I said it. But I don't want it to be like, oh, okay, because I know a lot of people don't get my sense of humor the way I say certain things. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want people to look like I'm just out here talking crazy because I'm, you know, I, I, I care about the people I care about. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that makes sense. But the exciting thing is we do got a project that at some point, hopefully in the somewhat near future is actually going to come out. Yes. (laughs) Oh man. Yes. That's a promise, right, man? Like we're on record here. Like, we can end the interview as soon as I get that promise. As soon as you say, oh yeah, man. As soon as you say, yes, the book is coming out. This interview is over. You know, people can stop listening. They can go back to watching Netflix. As soon as you say that, I'm good to hang up and, and say, have a good night. You know, it's funny. Back to the battle rap shit. This, this, uh, there's a female that, uh, okay. I know you don't follow battle rap, like we follow battle rap, but you know, you know, smack, you know, the URL battles, right? Right. Okay. They have, they're, they're, they're up and comers. They call them the PGs. That's what people go to prove themselves. Go to proving grounds, PG proving grounds. So people come, they give, you know, they book them a battle and, you know, and if the battle is dope, then, you know, they give them, you know, they give them a shot on the, on the, on the main stage or whatever. You know what I mean? But the PG is the proving grounds. Like that's where the people that are coming up go to. They say, <clears throat> where the stars go, the people that already have names, this is where you're trying to earn. So you don't make no money doing the PG, but at the same time, you can get a big opportunity from a PG and potentially, you know what I mean, become a star, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, with that being said, when we, when we, when we film these battles and shit, we don't, every battle doesn't drop. Every battle was it good. You feel me? Like, you know, we film battles, we put out, it's quality control. You put out what you feel represents your brand the best, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, this this girl this this girl this girl had a battle. This girl had a battle and shit and uh they never put her battle out. They never put the battle out and she actually fucking sued she served like some of the dudes with papers and sued them for like thirty five hundred dollars. Because her battle 
never came out. So she's suing him for whatever. But I'm like, what are you suing him for? Like, to put out your footage? Like, it's their footage. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they did it and exploited it or did something. I'm like, I'm like, did they have paperwork where they, you know, where they were supposed to pay you for something and they didn't come through? Like, what are you suing them for? But she actually sued these motherfuckers. I mean, I don't think it's going nowhere because there's, you know what I mean? But, but she actually sued them, though. Man, so how does that relate to what we were talking about? Like me suing you? Like, I, are you saying that I have a legal path to getting this book out one way or another? <laughs> I rambled too much. That's all that shit was. But um, <laughs> I'm just trying to connect the dots here, man. Especially for like the listener, if if, if people are still listening at this point, like I'm just trying. Now you to, have to, you have to stop this shit up, bro. I've rambled a whole lot. Don't put it out straight. Don't put it straight out like this, bro. Because I know I'm all over the place. Oh, we're do doing that. like the th- I'm, I'm keeping you on for like another hour at this point. We're gonna do like just a no, three hour yeah. podcast. Yo, Big Bird died, Joe. R.I.P. Yep. See, that's another that thing. That's crazy. another thing. Oh. If if anyone's clicking this, you know they're thinking like, I wonder what they're gonna talk about with Big Bird. Like, what's the what's the take on Big Bird gonna be? <laughs> You know, Big Bird raised every every kid out here. Like every like kid that was raised in the states, Bruh, Like if you want reason of Big Bird, like come on, son. Every kid in the United States has had a fond memory of Big Bird. I don't care if you're the like like the most horrible person on earth. Like you can't think about Big Bird and not like smile or have a cool memory. Like it's Big Bird, yo. Yeah? <laughs> well, yeah, the dude that played Big Bird. I think he played Oscar the Grouch too. He died. You saw the new Oscar the Grouch on SNL? Nah. Oh, I'll send you the link, man. It's Oscar the Grouch, like um, a spoof off the Joker. Oh, really? <laughs> it's it's a dark take on a character that Sesame Street already had living in a garbage can. So. It's 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 worth your three minutes. Uh, I'll check it out. I mean, I, I, I watched that. Night. I was watching it last night. It's like a few weeks ago, so yeah. Like I, I watched that. Night. I don't I don't watch every episode. But I, I watched that. Night. It's on my Hulu list. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, man. So the book is coming out. The book's coming out tomorrow. I'm just looking for the book is coming out. <laughs> If you say the book is coming out tomorrow and it doesn't come out, then the statement doesn't mean anything again. That's on you, man, because you should have put it out. <laughs> you, you, you do know that I could actually just do that, right? Like, I could, I could get some comic sans on the, you know, for a book cover. I could throw whatever we have together, call it the book Poison Pen wants you to read. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'll. I, if 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 you're if if that's a green light for me, I mean, I think legally that is kind of a green light. You said it's on me. I got I got the rough draft. I'll I'll put it out. Oh, Seven thirty, okay. man. <laughs> you are seven thirty, motherfucker. <laughs>